Good evening, welcome back to another episode. Um, this is your host, John Rosenberg, live from Jacksonville on this rainy day. Um, this is going to be a continuation of the Amber Geiger, the policewoman who shot uh, Bo Jean uh, out of Dallas, Texas. Let's get to it. Um, there's a lot of things we have to look into when you look at this case. Even though it's a high-profile case, um, the witness, one of the witnesses had been shot in Dallas, had been shot and found dead. Now, this is what I'm saying, because our life in America, um, particularly people of, of color, um, so-called Negro, so-called African-American, our life in danger wherever we go, whether it's at work, your neighborhood, your, your grocery store, your life is in danger at any given moment. Um, the police, by and large, they are racist as hell. Um, they use, uh, you know, unnecessary force when they're dealing with people of color. And then meanwhile, you have other people, ethnic group, Chinese, and other people that commit crime in this country. They don't mistreat them like that. And they definitely don't mistreat their, uh, their people, their own people like that. You have some who does who do, but most of them they don't treat mistreat their people like that. That being said, the justice system is corrupted. I can't emphasize that enough. I repeat, the justice system is corrupted. It needs to be dismantled. It needs to be dismantled. The Amber Geiger case, you can look at throughout American history, you have seen something like that before. And black people, I'm tired of you guys being ap- apologetic to white folks, forgiving white folks. Yeah, well, you can. it's good to forgive now. I'm not against forgiveness. Not while you're grieving. You must grieve. After you grieve, then you can be forgiven. You can forgive who the perpetrator who committed the crime. When you look at the uh, Barton Jean brother in the courtroom, requesting a hug, you know, it's against jurisprudence to hug a conviction felon. You're not allowed to hug them or touch them in any case. But he was able to get the, he was granted, the judge gave him the, 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 the green light to, even the judge herself, she herself, that's another person I'm gonna tap into. The judge should have given this woman 25 to life without parole because she intentionally killed that man, okay? After she shot the man, she never went back to try to save his life. Now, okay, you shot the guy. You know you shot the wrong person. At least, you know, have some decency to go back there and revive him. Try to save his life. You let him bled to death. That just shows you her motive. Her motive was wrong from the get-go. She lived downstairs. She went upstairs. She thought that was her apartment. Come to find out it was not her apartment. It was board was Jean's apartment. It was Jean's apartment. I know his family from St. Lucia. And my heart go out to his family, particularly his mother. Tell her with his brother. Because his brother being too apologetic to those people. That's what pissed me off. I don't mind you being forgiven. You have to forgive people so you can relieve yourself of the pain and the headache. But at the same that being said, you you have to grieve. After you grieve, then only then you start forgiving. You in the you in the middle of grieving. Your brother just died a week ago. Now you forgiving people already? Come on, bro. Are you delusional? So that being said, we have to be less forgiving towards white folks. 
Because think about this for a second. If this policewoman had been black, so-called black, they would not treat her like that. They would not give her the red carpet. And I found out too, like I said in the, the, earlier in the podcast, you know, in my other podcast uh, pertaining to this case, um, the white police union out of Dallas support the judge. And I, 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 I strongly believe this, the judge was bought out. Okay, if the judge have served her duty as a judge, this would never have, you know, at least people say, you know what, the judge was fair. She was not being fair because according to Texas law, she can file for probation in five years or three years on good behavior. She'll be out of there. So it was a slap on the wrist. You have people that kill dogs, canine dogs. They're getting 25 years. They're getting football numbers out here. Meanwhile, this woman killed an innocent man. You know, innocent. The guy wasn't out there, you know, thugging and robbing people, beating up on people. Here she is, come to the guy's apartment and shot the guy and kill him. Her motive was wrong in the, was wrong in the first place. She wanted to kill that man. She could have opened the door and said, you know what? I'm a policewoman. Oh, so uh, that's not, oh, that's not my apartment. That's your apartment. Oh, I'm so sorry. She could have just keep it nice and simple. Because she had that racial bias in her mind. She felt that that man didn't belong over there. She thought that he was a perpetrator trying to break into. No, you break into his house. You was a perpetrator. Now, if the guy had killed him, imagine if the guy had killed her. They want to make sure that he get jail in life. Even though she broke into his apartment. By Texas law, he allowed to kill anybody that broke into your house. So if she if he had killed her, let's reverse it for a second. They would not give her, you know, be so so polite, so forgiven. They would not be so forgiven if you if you was the other way around. Like I said before, I know the family gonna file there's a, a civil lawsuit being filed against the Dallas police in the city of Dallas. They're gonna get paid. They might get a couple million dollars out of that for the wrongful death of that man. They deserve to get every penny, every dime. But that being said, I won't bring his life back. We just lost another life. And there are many lives that have been lost throughout the years that we don't even know about. We don't even hear about in the news media. That was just one of out of many that have been you know, killed unjustly by the cops. Now, if you're a cop, you're going to listen to this podcast. I'm not saying all cops are bad. Just like I stated in the last pack, I'm not saying all snakes are bad. You have venomous snake. You have non-venomous snake. But if I give you a bag of steak, common sense will kick in and say, you know what? I don't know why it's in that bag. So when, when we deal with cops, that's how we feel about cops. When your neighbor, your co-worker call a cop or your boss call a cop on you, and you happen to be colored. You don't know which cop's coming your way. He might be a good cop. He might be a bad cop. Most of the time, it's a bad cop that comes towards your way. We, we're hoping for a good cop to come towards your way. But now that eight out of ten times, it'll be a, some, some, some hardhead, hardass who's going to use his force, he's going to abuse his power, and he's going to mistreat you as a cop. And let me remind you, it's our tax money that I pay your salary. Don't get it twisted. It's, your, it's our tax money that pay your salary and your pension. So that being said, you're here to protect and serve. That's why I'm so I'm very adamant about 
us black people, so-called blacks, or Negro American policing our own neighborhood. Because most of these people, they're not from those neighborhoods. They're from another neighborhood. You know, they, she's from Arlington, Texas, that lady, Ember Gagger. A lot of those cops that's in your neighborhood, whether they're Hispanic, white, or Asian, they're not from your neighborhood. They're not from your culture. So a lot of them, they have this racial bias growing up. It depends how they was brought up by their parents. And when they see somebody, and plus what they see in the media, all that kind of changed the, the narrative towards, towards us. Because when they're dealing with us, they feel threatened. Whenever you're scared of somebody who you never met, there's a, there's a great, great possibility you might end up killing somebody for no reason because you feel threatened by them, whether they're carrying a gun or not. So a lot of these cops, when they see, particularly black men, when they see a black man walking down the street, they are threatened by just our appearance, just by our presence. Whether it's at the job, at the grocery store, in your neighborhood, they are scared of us. Imagine when they have guns in their hands or knife, whatever they may have be carrying. They will hit, they will try to kill you. A lot of these cops, they know how to apprehend people. Amber Geiger know how to apprehend people. He, if she was there for an arrest, she just say she she should not even be in that apartment. And that was not her apartment. But look what happened. She killed the man innocently in cold blood. And there are many cases throughout America like that where cops are getting away with murder. You might see one of the one of the once in the blue top, once in the blue, they might have, uh, put them, they might put them behind the bars. And I think there was one case in out of Virginia where the cop killed somebody innocently, he was put in jail. But it's just, there's a, there's a plethora of cases like that throughout this country when dealing with people of color. So that's why we have to be in our toe. We have to be vigilant. We have to tell our children that be careful where you go. You, you have to let them know that they've been monetized everywhere they go. They've been profiled everywhere they go. Whether they go to the department store, the grocery store, or the school they go to, where the neighbor they live in, you are being profiled, whether by the cops or by your neighbors or by your coworkers or the people in the shops or profiling you just based on your race. So you have to be aware of that. That's just the, the reality of America. You have to be aware of that. Amber Gagger is not the only only person that have done this before. This have done. We have seen this uh, scenario before. She, Amber Gagger is not the first. She won't be the last. Here's another thing I'm going to factor. I'm going to talk about. I'll talk about it. The Thirteenth Amendment. The Thirteenth Amendment needs to be rectified, and we need to create our own nation. It is imperative now. We have we in a threshold that we need to separate. Just like any relationship you with, whether it's a personal relationship, professional relationship, if it's not working out, it's time to separate. And in black Americans have reached a threshold, this threshold now where they say enough is enough. You don't respect us. We build this country. We make you trillions of dollars and you still owe us reparation. The Japanese got reparation. The Chinese got reparation. The so-called Filipinos recently from Obama, they got reparation. The so-called Jews out of Germany, small hats, they got reparation. So the Negro American built this country on their backs and they still haven't got reparation yet. 
And we're talking about trillions of dollars. We're not talking about billions of dollars. We're talking about trillions of dollars that need to be paid back to Negro American. We're not talking African now. I'm not referring to African who just come here a couple of years, a couple of decades ago. I'm talking about Negro American, the fundamental of this country. The foundation of this country was built on Negro American. So they need, their reparation is due now, or not tomorrow, now. Their reparation is due now, not tomorrow. The reparation for Negro American is due right now as I speak to you on this podcast. It is imperative that we have, we pay the Negro American reparation. Plus, the Negro American need to create their own nation. They need to separate from this nation, this socialist, capitalist country. They need to separate. This country is run by Zionist Jews and international bankers. I repeat, this country is run by national, uh, international bankers and Zionist Jews. That's why your senators, your congressmen and women, they can't do a damn thing for you. Because they are being bought out by lobbyists in Washington, D.C. I repeat, your congressmen, congresswomen, and your senator from your states, they are being bought out by special interests, your lobbyists in Washington, D.C., there are holes that they are being pimped. They are being pimped by lobbyists in Washington, D.C. You ask yourself, the person make $250,000 a year. How come they have to raise $25 million or $50 million to get them in office? Where that money is coming from? Follow the money trail. Follow the money trail. Where the money is coming from? Special interests. It's not coming from their dad, their mothers, their co-workers. It's coming from bankers. Or the mafia, allegedly. So, what I'm saying is that we as Negro American, it's time for us to come together as one block, one unit. Unlike all everybody, the Chinese, the so called Jews, they all work together. The Arabs, everybody work together. We need to work together. It is imperative that we work together as one people. So that way we don't suffer like this. And that really break my heart for the mother, you know, watching her son being killed, cold-blooded by a racist bastard, Amber Gagger. She knew what she was doing. I don't feel no remorse for that lady. I don't feel no remorse for her because she knew what she was doing. You know, it's one thing kill somebody by accident. It's another thing you kill somebody intentionally. If it was by accident, I would have some kind of feeling for her. i say it was by accident. But she intentionally killed that man in his home, in his apartment. It's not that he was out there robbing and killing people, beating up people, and then she killed him. She killed him in his apartment while he's watching football and he's eating ice cream. So these people, they are racist at, at heart. Most white people are racist at heart. They might say, oh, I got one black friend, Taiwan. Yeah, he got Taiwan as one black friend, but you still racist. Especially your white evangelicals, those of us who live in the South, your white evangelicals, they are racist as hell. They are, they are more racist than the white nationalists and those poor whites. They are more racist. The white evangelicals in the South, the Protestants in the South, they're more racist. Remember, the KKK was started by the, the Baptist Foundation, by the uh, Federation, by the Baptist Federation. Was started by the KKK, started the, the, the Baptist Federation in, in the South. 
So you know that Indi if you're from Indiana, you know what I'm talking about. If you're from Indiana. So that being said, you have to know the history to know the correlation between different well, events in this country. America is going through a transition right now. You, you, you look at Trump, you say, how did Trump get in the white? They elect, they select him. That's why he got in there. He was selected. He might be reselected re again for next next four years. Who knows? He might be impeachment because there's a lot of stuff going on with the impeachment process. Um, because of all the stuff that he's doing behind closed door with the Russian, now with the Ukraine president. So the, those text messages, they're going to cremate him. You know, is, is, he's going to go to jail if those things are factual. He's going to be impeached. So that being said, it's just a lot of things. The justice system before, I keep telling you guys, when it pertaining to black people in this country, the justice system have never served us. It have never served black people one iota, except for OJ. I'm OJ, but that's about it. You have not served us collectively. The justice system have not served us collectively. When you look at the judge in the Ember Geiger case, that judge, she should be ashamed of herself because the justice was not served. You're giving this woman 10 years with five-year probation? Come on, are you kidding me? This woman killed a man innocently. Intentionally, she killed a man. And you're going to give her 10 years? And Texas law in five years, she can file for probation. And she can get out in three years in good behavior. So technically, that was a slap on the wrist. Me, if I was the judge, I would have given her 25 to life without parole. She won't get no freaking parole for me. And you're giving her a hug and you rubbing. The bailiff was rubbing her hair like a freaking mammy. No, this this coonery. We need to stop this coonery, man. Black people need to stop this coonery now. It is detrimental for our mental growth and spiritual growth. It is detrimental for our people. Our children seeing that stuff, we have to be forgiven. No. When somebody kills you, you don't have to be forgiven towards them. Especially when you're going to agree, when you're grieving that death. There's no need time for you to be forgiven. You only forgive when the per when the time after you grieve the person's death. This idiot, he went in the stands asking the judge to give that lady a hug. I would not even hug that lady. I would not look at her. She's dead to me. If that was my brother, she would be dead to me. I would not even talk to her, let alone hug her. That's why I'm saying he's one confused Negro. I don't know if he's under MK Ultra hypnosis. Who does shit like that? Asking the, the judge for, for to give you permission to give her a hug. Hug for what, Negro? She killed your brother intentionally in cold blood. Why you wanna hug that bitch for anyway? Excuse my French. Why you wanna hug that lady anyway? You know how she killed him by accident. She killed him intentionally. She went to his apartment. She thought that was her apartment. And she pulled out her gun and shot the guy twice in the chest. And now on top of that, to make matters worse, she was pacing back and forth while texting her boyfriend talking about Netflix and chill. What the fuck is Netflix and chill when somebody's life is on the line? What the hell is a Netflix and chill when somebody's life is on the line? If she really cared about that man, she should be she should have been saving his life instead of being on her phone sexting her friends, her boyfriend. 
That just shows you that her motive, she didn't care about this man's life. I can tell you, those people don't care about your life, your well-being. They don't care. Those cops don't care. All they see you as a target. You're, you're a tra- you're, you're the, 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 they prey on you like an animal prey on a gazelle in the Serengeti. They prey on us all the, de- all the time. You see whether they're dealing with young kids, young, older people. If you're black, you're going to get, you're going to catch hell most of the time. Sometimes you might find a good one. But we go by the love average. Whenever you turn the TV, they're always abusing us, misusing us all the time. Those cops, is our taxpayer money that pay the salary. They should protect and serve, not to abuse their power. And when you look at the Dallas, the, the Dallas police, the police, they have three unions. They have a black union, a so-called Hispanic union, a so-called white union. So that's three union police union within that department. That is buffoonery. Why would you have three police unions in one department? That just shows you they, they're not on the same page. If I was a police chief, I would dismantle all those unions. They should have one union. Because our job, our objective is to protect and serve, not to abuse our power. Why do Dallas police have three unions? That's something the mayor and the city council and the senate and, and the governor should address those issues. That's bad. Why would one department have three unions? They should have one union, regardless of race and ethnicity and sex or religious belief. They should have one union in that department. How come they have three police unions in Dallas? In Dallas, That is crazy. There goes your problem right there. That's a major problem for the police chief. The police chief needs to address it. The mayor of Dallas they need to address this issue. And the governor of Texas, they need to address that issue because it's not going to be good for the whole state of Texas. There's going to be more stuff going on in Texas that's going to transpire in the media. The Amber Geiger, she's not the last cops who have killed innocent black person. She won't be the first, she won't be the last. We all should learn a lesson from that. We have to be vigilant out there in the home, in the, in the streets. You have to talk to your children. Be careful where you go, who you deal with, because you are being monetized 24-7, seven, seven days a week. That's how you gotta talk to your children. They are being monetized, they are being profiled 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So that way they don't get complicit out there. This is must. This how to stop. We have we we have reached a threshold of this nonsense, this injustice. Like I said before, the justice system needs to be dismantled. I repeat, the justice system needs to be dismantled because it's not working for us collectively. It's not working for us. If you don't have money, you're in a bind. You really you really are a, a loose end. You're in a big loss, especially being black in America. Whether you're young, old, educated, rich or poor, you're at a disadvantage when you're dealing with those policemen. A lot of them are racist as hell, and you know who you are. If the shoes fit, wear the damn shoes. You are racist as hell. Your time is coming. Like I told you, what goes around, come around. 
and you're running out of tricks in your bags. There's no more tricks left in, in the bags to run on us. We are wise. We are waking up slowly but surely, but we are waking up. When we come together, it is over for you. It's over. White supremacy, over. It is done, finito. Caput is finished. I'm telling you, this thing is, is going to go on for a long time because it's been going on for hundreds of years from slaves and slavery. This has been going on. This has to stop now. It is imperative, this police brutality, when they may misuse their power, they abuse their power. Meanwhile, we pay their, their salary. And I think they should fully investigate Ember Geiger. This is my last note on this. She should be reinvestigated where she should get life in jail without parole. They should, they should reinvestigate, open the case, reopen the case again, and reinvestigate everything that she said, her testimony, and those things that had transpired. They should open the case again and retry her again and give her 25 to life without parole. That's the last thing I got to say on this podcast. Uh, uh, referring to this Amber Geiger case. They should reopen the case and we'll try her with a new jury and give her 25 to life in jail. If you're from Texas, in Dallas, Texas, I would like to hear from you. Call and let's talk. One love. Take care.